Greetings, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. I am your host, Maggie Cavanaugh, and today I have Patricia Douglas with me. Some of you may know her as Pastor Patricia Douglas because her and her husband, Mark, have a church here in the Middle Tennessee area. And also, some of you may know her as Pastor Mama. And uh, because she is a mama in the faith and so many uh, women, even women, you know, my age, our, our age are look to her as a spiritual mom because she loves to impart wisdom and counsel to the younger generation and to see women walk in their calling. She is the founder of a few of, of, of my good friends, right? A few of my friends. You're my friends, which is an amazing gathering that takes place. So, Patricia, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you, Maggie. I'm glad to be here with you again on this glorious day. I appreciate it so much. I always enjoy our time together. Tell them about a few of my friends. Okay, a few of my friends is a women's ministry. We meet four times a year. We have a quarterly fellowship and then we have a yearly gathering. And it's a time for healing, of course, deliverance, laughter, the word worship. Um, things are changing and shifting. So it looks like that we may be at the end of the year inviting men to be a part. So my husband may have a, one specific for a few friends for men, and then I will have one for the women. Um, it is also to help the daughters of God to be catapulted into what God has for them. And the Lord had told me some time ago that a lot of them will not get an opportunity to minister the word or worship in certain settings. So as he leads and direct me, I invite certain ones. No, they may not be popular or anything like that. But once they go that first time, you can see change in their lives. I mean, change is taking place inside and out. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love it because, you know, we all need that. We all need someone imparting to us, someone saying, you know, listen, the Lord has called you and the call is for you to walk in who he created you to be, whatever that looks like, a writer, yes. a speaker, and, and to have the confidence. And what I've seen you do, Patricia, over the years is allow women the opportunity to do that, to build their confidence, to walk in their calling, to step up and say, yes, I am embraced in the body of Christ. And yes, I am. I, I got what it takes to be able to speak for daddy God. You know, we have to get to that place where we have the encouragement because we know that we're all called, right? Yes, we're all yes. called to minister the gospel. We're all called to, you know, lead people to the Lord. But many times, and I think about in my early years of ministry, how I was so timid. I know you're thinking, right, you timid, but yes. really, you know, so that's what kind of what it is in a way, isn't it? It is. And, and believe it or not, that's one thing that I, I've shared with people is I used to be very, very fearful and very, very timid. So people that knew me during that time that are still in my life now, they're like, you are not the same person. I didn't want to walk into a room with people or anything. And my dad would tell me, Patricia, when you walk in a room, speak. I said, I'm not speaking to nobody, daddy. I said, I'm not doing it. <laughs> So, yeah, very timid. And that fear will actually choke you. It'll choke you. Yeah, you know, fear brings torment. And so when you're being tormented to speak boldly, 
about what you've been through or what the Lord has done for you or what the Lord can do for you. And it's the enemy trying to shut us down. And I'll tell you, your gatherings just break off all of that. I love it. The diversity of the women that come and the fellowship is such an amazing thing. And so I'm just so blessed. So for those of you uh, that are on Facebook, you need to go check out the page. So tell them about where the page is at, and where they can find the ministry. Um, you can find a few of my friends on the Facebook page, just that a few of my friends and you'll find out about all of our announcements and things that we have, anything we have going on, encouragement, scriptures, pictures, just everything. Everything is on there. Y'all want to follow that so that you'll know when the next gathering is going to be. But recently there was a gathering to celebrate something else. And that something else was Patricia's new book. And I am just so excited about this, Patricia, because I know that. It was um, the Lord just speaking to you and the title of it. I was adopted twice. Think about that, y'all. Let that sink in. She was adopted twice. What inspired to you to write this book? Well, actually, the way that it came to me, I think it was about five or six years ago, Maggie. Um, I realized that at one point I was an orphan. Right. And I never thought about that. And the Lord began to just kind of break it down to me that you have been adopted twice in the natural. But then when you came into the kingdom or the body of Christ, I now can cry out Abba Father. So I've been adopted into the body of Christ. So I know people thought, oh, well, she must have got adopted once. It didn't work out. And then somebody else came and adopted her. But it wasn't that. It was being adopted in the natural and having the same benefits that I have in the natural that carried over when I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I'm telling you, he just said, we're going to do a parallel with this. And I'm going to show you some things. Wow. Wow. Yes. So natural adoption is such a beautiful thing because we all know that, uh, you know, when you actually you were quite young. So you were what a baby when you were adopted. Yeah, I was about six or seven months old. Yes. Yes. So you were like coming into this loving family. And the reason I know it's loving y'all is because I have watched Patricia over the years. I've watched Patricia go to um, see her mother. And, uh, you know, many people would say, I cannot believe that was not your biological mother. But to Patricia, it was because she was. was, she, you know, she literally uh, was there from the time she was a baby. And she and she treated her and trained her and prepared her for the future. And uh, it's such a beautiful thing because I got to watch you care for your mama. And <laughs> that was I would love I would look forward to seeing the post about Sweet Pea. Yes. And so tell us a little bit about the story of the love of Sweet Pea and you coming into her life. Well, you know, actually, and I don't want to leave my dad out, too, because he both of my right? parents were powerful people. They were believers, of course. But that didn't mean that I didn't get rebellious and do what I wanted to do. OK, get that straight. So <laughs> um, I, I just always like to share this because this is very, very important. And yes, it is in the book. But my mom and dad, when they went to the foster home and they went in the room and they saw the different children and I was in the crib and I was peeking out of the crib and she came over and she said, Leslie, my dad, she's the one. And he said, are you sure? She said, the Holy Spirit just told me that she's ours. And so that's how it began. And so at that time, you know, Maggie, you could 
uh, take the children out for a couple of hours, come back. So they did that off and on and things like that until it became official that I was theirs. And I'm telling you, she, mom was a spitfire. As far as the things of God, there are things that mom was teaching me over the years that are now coming coming out uh, all over, you know. And I used to tell her, mom, please don't tell me this. I don't know where you get this information from, but I, I don't know what you're talking about. She said, well, I can't help it if they don't know, but I know this is what God is really saying, you know. So she, I used to think she was ahead of her time. And my dad was a powerful praying person. And so what I believe and what I know is they imparted into me over the years. And I believe that I carry their mantle in a lot of things. I do. Wow, that's absolutely beautiful. So at whenever you got married, um, did you live in the same city where they lived or did you move away? No, I, we stayed in the same city um, for a few years before you lived in Atlanta for about 15 years. So we still worked together. Uh, I'm sorry, worked together. We still were together. And then when we started the ministry, my parents became a part of our ministry. I love that. Now, I did not know that part. What did that look like? Was that in, because oh. I know the Lord spoke to you in Atlanta to start the ministry, right? No, we were actually in Nashville in 2005. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. Atlanta, 2005. He spoke to us about coming back to Nashville. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. And so when I came and visited and I told my mom, I said, mom, we're coming back and God is going to have us start a ministry immediately. She just threw up her hands and said, I have been praying for God to send someone or something. She said, but I didn't know it was going to be you and Mark. Mm -hmm. And so to have them sit in our audience and my dad was not a person to run from church to church to church. So if he stayed somewhere, it was a while and a while. So he stayed with us until he went to be with the Lord. And so that was just an honor. And even I just have to share this before the pandemic. In March last year, the Lord told me, get up and go see your mom now. And so I got up early and I went to go see her and we were sitting there talking. And mom said, Patricia, tell me what you're doing in ministry and things. I said, mom, you know, I'm doing a few of my friends and Mark and I, she's, and she just shook her head. She said, I said, mama, what is it? She said, I would give anything to be by your side right now. And I mean, she was 93 years old. And I said, Mom, I said, but I know that you're praying. Well, she said, oh, sweetie, I'm praying. I'm interceding. Absolutely. So that meant so much to me. So when I left Maggie, within an hour, they called me back to tell me I couldn't visit anymore. That the COVID had, uh, guidelines. And so there was no more visitation. So I'm so glad today that I got up when I heard the Lord tell me and went over there and spent that time with her because it was very fruitful. I can still feel it today. It was very fruitful. Very. That's precious. I love that. I love the prompting of the Holy Spirit, you know, and whenever we're obedient, there's a result of that. And now, you know, today you can look back on that and be grateful for that. So she was 93. Boy, she looked good, honey. I watched her. I see your pictures and stuff. She looked good. Yes, all of her sisters, they aged well. 96 was the oldest, and she didn't even look like it. She didn't. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So are you an only child? I am. I am. So not only were you adopted twice, you were you were the you were the main event. And <laughs> more ways than one, because my mother's sisters um did not have children. 
Only one had a child and that child passed away. So that left me the only child as well as the only niece. As oh well. boy. Can you Don't you say that? it? Don't you say it, Maggie? <laughs> <laughs> I know it. I know it. Well, I know that you were probably <laughs> let me just put it this way. You were well loved, honey. Yes, I like I like to put it that way because I used to ask them. I said, Mom and Dad, I'd ask the family, do y'all think I was spoiled? Of course, Dad said, Well, yeah, I don't think you got enough whoopings. But um I really and that's what my aunt, one of my aunts said. She said, Patricia, we have really cared for you have been our life, you know. So yeah, I was I didn't I didn't lack anything um in the natural financially. I'm not saying we were uh, wealthy, but my dad was a very good, very good provider. Uh, he was a um, sergeant in the army, was a master. So, so he knew about things like that. So I never had to be concerned about, uh, and I'm not boasting, I'm just sharing about not having a place to stay. Am I going to eat tonight or anything like that? So they did the best they could with what they knew. And you have to realize when I came on the scene, they were older as well. I guess so. If she was 93 when she passed, how old were they when they adopted you? They were 38 and 40. Wow. And that's the time that people are usually slowing down. But obviously the Lord has spoke to her about having a child and you were definitely the one. So that is so incredibly precious. So the storyline, and I don't want you to give away too much because I want them to get the book. And listen, y'all, the books are every place where fine books are sold, Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, you can find it. We'll put the link for those of you watching this on Facebook. We'll put the mm -hmm. link below. If you are watching this on um creative motion network uh tell them exactly is it is is it on your website as well or just barnes and nobles um amazon where else and then mark and patricia douglas ministries or mapd ministries.com that's our website you can purchase the books there too mm -hmm. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Because yes. we want you to get that because we want you to be encouraged. And you might be thinking, well, you know, I wasn't adopted. You need to understand how God will put people in our life at the right appointed time to take care of what he's wanting to work through us. And so obviously if the Holy Spirit spoke to her, to, uh, her mother in the orphanage and said, that's the one. God had a purpose and a plan and he has a purpose and a plan for you. And I want yeah. you to be inspired, encouraged and, and, and feel the hope build up in you as you read this book. So I don't yes. want to give, give away a lot of it, but tell them just a little snippet about it. A little bit of snippet. It is parallel with the natural adoption of my life. And then the spiritual adoption, really for all of us that have been born again into the kingdom of God. You are no longer an orphan. You're no longer a slave. You can cry out, Abba, Father, but you have to know your benefits. And a lot of times in the body of Christ, we don't know what our benefits are. Therefore, we just tolerate and put up with anything. One thing that I noticed about my natural adoption papers is that the judge said to my parents, Whatever belongs to you is now Patricia's. Hmm. She is an heir of whatever you have. Well, is that not what happens when we come into Jesus Christ? Glory be to God. We're an heir in the saints of God. We are heirs of soteria. Our life is redeemed from destruction. But if you don't know your benefits, if you go to a job and all you want to do is work, 
you don't care about the benefits, then you're just going to make money. But when you come into the kingdom of God, you want to know, oh, healing is mine. Deliverance is mine. Uh, relationship is mine. It's all ours. So that's the comparison that he's doing. But it's really to get the people in the body of Christ and for people who don't know Jesus as Lord yet to get them to see, hey, this is a benefit you're missing when you could be a son of God, when you could be a, uh, adopted into the kingdom. It's just a reminder. So this book is not just for saved people and believers. It's for whosoever will, basically. Ooh, I love that. I love that. I love that. So it's evangelistic and in, in, in a sense to be able to reach those and understand the importance of being embraced and the love of the father and the love of a natural mother and father and how that impartation on our life, it, it almost takes and puts the um, seal of approval. You know, it's like that. Yes, you are mine. You know, it reminds yeah. me of the um, Max Lucado story. Have you ever seen that story? You are mine. No. Ooh. No, you know, I'll tell you what, when I, when I first became a Christian, okay, when I first received the Lord, I mean, I've been, and I'm not talking about when I first started going to church or was told about Jesus, I'm talking about when I first was born again, someone gave me a book, uh, and it was a little kid's book, and I thought, what on earth, why are they giving me this book? But it was um, a story about Punchinello, and Punchinello, um, you've got to see this, okay, I'll send you the link after the yeah. video, if you haven't seen this, you need to check it out, it's actually, it's not called You Are Mine, it's called You Are Special. And it talks to that nature of it because the world will chew you up and spit you out and treat you a certain way. But you have to know who you are and who you belong to. Exactly. And so when, when Patricia was adopted, it's like you belong to this family. Yes. And when the Lord came into her life, he said, you are mine. You know, and, and so I just absolutely love that, Patricia. And I'm so glad that you told the story and you have it in a book form available. So, again, y'all go to Barnes and Nobles, go to Amazon. It's I was twice adopted by Patricia Douglas and you need to get this. And, and I, I encourage you to get a copy for a friend or family member, someone mm -hmm. who needs to know the love and uh, understanding of the the power of adoption. So that is so exciting. So do you anticipate writing some more books? And I know that you recently uh, co-authored a book, didn't you, about stories? Talk about that. Yes, I did. I co-authored with five other women and the name of that book is Letters to the Woman I Was. So you have different women sharing their stories. My part was sharing a little bit about walking through fear, but I had scriptures and declarations from the word to be able that women could read and to help them to come out of that place of, of going through that same thing about confidence. It, it, it surrounds what the other ladies were saying. And I'm kind of in the middle of the book. And, and what I have is my, my story and prayers and declarations from the word of God. Yes. I love that. We cannot have enough prayer and we cannot have enough um, declaration of our, our lives you know I think a lot of times that's where we miss it um, is not de decreeing and declaring you know um, I love in the Old Testament where it talks about decree a thing and so it shall be established you know and, and so we have to remind ourselves because that what a topic fear you know and I know like you said before how you dealt with that but we see a world today that is so bound up in fear everywhere we go and we just you know want to be able to say hey it's 
it's going to be okay. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus, and you can do all things through him who strengthens you. But we have got to get to that place where we humble ourselves and go to the Father for help rather than trying to do it in our own strength. And Patricia, you've been in ministry long enough. You've probably seen many of us, you know, including myself, you know, go out there and try to do things in our own strength. And we're not we're not ever going to win that way, are we? No, we're not because flesh cannot glory in his presence. It's just easier to ask the father and wait for him. And even when you're declaring, um, Maggie, we want to make sure we don't sound like a parrot. That's right. You know, uh, David said, your word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. And faith comes by hearing. So as we declaring and speaking the word of God, we may not feel like it. You see what I'm saying? But you still putting the word out there and you are believing by faith in what you're saying. And, you know, just touching a little bit about the subtitle of the book too. my parents love, but then my father's redemption. So I was redeemed both ways. Redeemed, redeemed, you know. I love that. And that's such a story of encouragement. You know, they modeled um, Father God. And that's, you know, there's so many times in this day and age where we know that a lot of people and listen, if you had parents that were not following the Lord and they, you know, I get it. I totally get it. I've been there. You know, we've all gone through things in our childhood. But to hear a redemption story of love, two people that laid down their life and said, this daughter is our daughter. We're walking with her through life. This is not just a, oh, let's get a baby like a puppy type of thing. We are committed. We are here. We are going to go through it with her and 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 pouring into her all of those years so that she could be the woman of God that she is today is a beautiful story. But there is nothing like the redemption of the father. So for those watching, uh, Patricia, uh, when how old were you when you accepted Christ? Well, I'm kind of like you. You know, you, ex- you you go to church and you accept them at 12 or 13. But you're not you don't understand, to be honest, fully what that means. Right. Um, then you find out in teenage years, you're still doing everything, you know, certain things. And so I think when I could really say I became a believer, I would say when I uh, right before I married my husband, right after I married my probably before I would say I started really thinking about. And Maggie, the thing that was so frustrating to me was we were only taught to miss hell growing up. That's all I knew. You know, get saved so you don't go to hell. I didn't know anything about walking daily with Jesus. And and they didn't tell you that you could hear from the Holy Spirit and all of that. So you had all of this going on. And so it's like, okay, then I saw I can talk to you. Oh, you can talk to me back. Oh, I'm supposed to walk with you every day, not Sunday and Wednesday. You know, all of that stuff I had to get out. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I know exactly what you're saying. And, you know, the fellowship with the Lord, there's nothing like it. And whenever you get in that rhythm where you're like, here I am, Lord, you know, my day is your day. What would you have me to do today? And walking in rhythm with what he wants to do through us, that's when our life produces fruit. Exactly. And not our own fruit. You know, in other words, you can see fruit on a tree and you can say, oh, that looks so good. And you go take a bite and it's worms. And it's all of that. That's not that's not what God is wanting out of us. It's really not. 
Yeah, that's good. That's a great analogy. And I love that because it is true. Things can, you know, look healthy on the outside and be dying on the inside. And it's very, very important that we allow the work of the Holy Spirit to get in there deep and to touch us and heal us. So because you were adopted at such a young age, did you deal with rejection at all when you found out? How old were you when you found out you were adopted? I was about 14. And um, I never even thought anything about it. My grandmother was teasing one day. She, she said, you know, we found you down on the, on, on the corner sitting down. And so I was like, no, you didn't. You know, she would tease. This was, this was my mom's um, mother. And then one day my mom went ahead and she told me and she had tears in her eyes. But I felt like, and I still do today, that I'm still special. And I felt like because I was chosen. And remember in John, I believe Jesus said, I chose you, you didn't choose me. That's right. And so when I found out it was just, wow, this, I didn't, I wouldn't have never wouldn't have known um, because of the love, because of the correction, because of the discipline. Maggie, I wouldn't have known. I really wouldn't have. I didn't. That's so beautiful. I absolutely love that story. And if I was to ask you, Patricia, if you could leave the keys, uh, a key with the audience, you know, uh, just a word of encouragement. What, what would that be? Find out who your father is in the kingdom of God, the body of Christ. Find out what Jesus died for you and what he did. That's how you can have keys to the best life. It's not just you getting a degree or college. I don't have anything against that. But you first got to know whose you are. So once you find out that and you get into his word, that's the best key that you could ever. Remember, he told Joshua to meditate and then you will make yourself prosperous and have good success again, not just naturally, but you'll grow in me and we'll be able to grow from glory to glory to glory to glory. Find out who Jesus really is. Amen. Amen. I'll tell you what, that is, that is a word right there. Y'all need to listen to that. And you need to know that there is more to, you know, we, we just barely touched on, we could talk for hours about the topic of the difference between religion and a relationship. Oh. She's talking about and what she's portraying in this book is the power of love and yes. perfect love, you know, cast out fear. And so if you are struggling in any area of your life, listen, I want to encourage you today that God is for you. And if God is for you, no one can be against you. And you have got to find out who you are and who you belong to. And that is the power of the kingdom. And that is, I love that. I love that. I love that. And somebody may be wondering if you're watching this for the first time, you're going, why is she talking about keys? Because, you know, Patricia, I don't know if you know how this show even got named back in 2019. Uh, the Lord, you know, people would be like, Maggie does this or Maggie does that. And I have these different things going on. And he said, that's because I have given you the keys and you know what the word says about the keys. Okay. And so, mm -hmm. but he's on that key unlocks different things. And, and I, and he told me, you know, so many people that have keys that can help unlock things in people. And so that's why I closed the broadcast with that. What key would you like to leave? And I seen a virtual keychain of all of the different nuggets and pieces of the people that I've had the honor to talk to. And I'm so blessed to have you back on the show. And I, I needed to have you back on here because I just wanted to shout to the roof. Patricia's wrote a book. Y'all need to get it. So that is definitely the key right there is knowing who you are and who you belong to. So Patricia, I want to thank you for being on the broadcast and please tell them again how they can follow you and where they can find your books. 
Okay, you can follow me on my personal page, Patricia Douglas, and also a few of my friends' Facebook page. You can purchase the books through Amazon, Nobles, or MAPDministries.com. Yep. Excellent. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time. It's always a blessing to get to talk to you. She had a book opening last week, y'all. And listen, I'm telling you, it was some exciting stuff. And so I'm so blessed by what God is doing through her. But do promote this book with your friends, families, neighbors. Get this broadcast out to anyone who needs to know the love of their father. And I just love the title. I love the title. Uh, and, you know, the parents love and the redemption of the father. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. So, Patricia, always a pleasure. I thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you, Maggie. No, thank you for being on the broadcast. Y'all watch us next time on Keys to Best Life and share this out to your friends. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.